Hello, good people, and welcome to the Brunswick Beer Collective. I'm Chris Shorten. With me is Paul Christoph. Hello. With me is Carl Campbell. Afternoon. With me is Liam Percon. Almost Perkon. evening. Percon. <laughs> I was crossing up saying good evening or good afternoon. So. It is that uh, the cusp of the sun <laughs> descending down. So. And with me is Jeffrey Chi. Morning. And this is episode five of season thirteen. Um, if you're wondering why the uh, why a simocrat is um, probably in the same room as the last episode, well, you can work that one out on your own. Um, anyway, this episode, we thought we'd talk about something that um, you know, something that I feel like is ever present with in the world of beer, but that we don't really um, we take for granted these days. I thought we'd talk about the like the apps and the games and the media that kind of we rely on to actually you know know what the hell is going to happen next. And I thought a good place to start with would be the fact that um, all right. Uh, so um, in the last episode we talked about Zwanzi Day and how Zwanzi Day is coming up and it's going to be awesome. I had no idea that that was coming until I saw it because um, Leon you posted it on Beer Thread. Yes, yeah, so, <laughs> you had taken it from Carwin Sellers. Yeah, so Beer Thread's a group that I started years ago that I think started more as a bit of a joke, but, you know, it's sort of, you know, I guess you could call it more of a community now. Mm. Um, So I posted it on there, Swansea Day. If you've listened to the last episode, you'll get a snippet of insight that I mentioned right at the end. Um, If not, you can Google Swansea Day. And Actually, they're really (laughs) terrible. Um, I did a full Google of it. They're really awful at their SEO. (laughs) Cantillon, uh, basically their website looks like it was built in 1990 and it's been updated by, you know, the, the grandfather of the owner. So that's that's the feeling that you get from, from that website. So Yes, we Cantillon. Um, so that's what we should wear t-shirts to say that. <laughs> but um, Beer Thread, so Beer just a Facebook group that I run and I guess like um, in terms of media it is a connecting outlet for a lot of people who either live locally it seems to attract mostly people um, from Melbourne and Brisbane because when I started the group it was a lot of my friends from Brisbane and then I moved down to Melbourne and then getting connected in Melbourne I think it just so happened that those two cities seem to be the dominant force within the group but the group itself is is an outlet for I guess discussion about beer about trends about um, events um, just anything beer related I suppose so that is one of the many mediums that can dictate trends can um, suggest ideas can connect people um, can uh, cause hype in certain <laughs> angles and avenues but I, I great for sharing memes mm. yeah it's a lot of memes a lot of memes on there Bali wine is life yeah um, uh, Jeff out of curiosity um, uh, because obviously you're still on beer thread while you're over there um have yep. you? Uh, are you seeing? Um, uh, do, do you see people um, as something roll by where someone will post a photo or something, and you'll just laugh because you know that was in um, England six months ago? Um, to be honest, like a lot, because because it all occurs in the wrong time zone. Like it's kind of all rolled past by the time I get up in the morning. Um, so it it probably happens like occasionally. I, I mean, I, I actually had a reverse um, sort of situation um the other day i was on i was on sort of the social medias and uh, there was this article that popped up on google feed where someone was outraged there was this pint that cost 22 pounds 50 they were calling it the most expensive pint in the uk and i was like okay i'm interested and it was the craft beer company had the al smith speedway stout on tap oh wow <laughs> oh, i saw that article. and everyone had everyone had fucking lost their minds because this beer is so expensive i'm just like yeah whatever it's not that expensive it is funny because i think that's over $20 a can here as well, like just for a can mm. of it, you know, yeah. in a bottle shop. Yeah. And, and to get that in pint form at a bar here, yeah. it could be the equivalent in dollars as pounds. So mm. It, mm. It, is, it is a funny context when you think yeah. about it. But it's also one of those things that you never see sold in pints here. No. No. Yeah. That's yeah right. I mean, that, that was the other Striked <laughs> out. No, no go. You know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think... Jeff, were you just about to say who the hell would buy a pint of it anyway? Yeah, I mean, apart from, I guess, I guess you know, um, special Jeff. guest Gareth, Gareth might, but Gareth. apart from, yes. apart from him, <laughs> he only buys beer uh, yeah. I've got some friends <laughs> like that. <laughs> if they're gonna go out drinking, they go out drinking by the pint, yep. and they'll work their way through the list, <laughs> and that's just how they are always going to yep. be. But you know, um, 
which is uh, I, I know I, uh, going going back to the whole beer thread I think it's a really valuable thing it's sort of uh, I've seen so much though then again I've seen enough of um, people having beers and showers but um, everything else um, you've learned so much just from it's like oh that new thing beer is that just because you see someone else yeah. is drinking it um, like, uh, like for example, um, uh, later on in this episode, we're going to be drinking the new Hop Nation. Um, oh yeah, Dan. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but I didn't know that existed. Sorry, the Dawn. The Dawn. <laughs> I, 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 prior to coming here, I dropped via Hop Nation. They released their new double New England IPA on Friday, so I grabbed a few cans of that. So I brought a couple for us to try. So we'll give that a rating and see how it measures up. So. But of course, I didn't know that existed until um, right. Okay. Uh, until um, like I uh, until I saw see, a post. That's where through. that is where groups are, are handy. Um, they kind of summarise things because if there's a new release, that's obviously going to get traction. Um, people are going to comment. People are going to like it because it's new and interesting. So that's probably going to be more likely to pop up in your feed than a regular old photo of a beer that we've all had before. So um, that's where, I guess, the algorithm of Facebook and whatnot is going to show you prime content that is relevant to your interests, which it is, and now we've got it. And I think I was subject to the same thing because here I am with some of those beers for us to try. So we're all all victims of the media. One thing I will say, though, and and finding out that the Zwanzi Day thing was helpful, but I don't know if it's Carwin or Cantian or whoever, they didn't actually put the date that Zwanzi Day is on anywhere in the post. And so everyone's saying, hey, let's do this thing. I'm just like, okay, um, just uh, for my calendar purposes, like what date actually is that on? But maybe it's just my own ignorance for maybe I should know these things automatically. I think what probably happened, like um, Zwanzi Day um, internationally is always on the same day throughout the world. So they announced the date on Brasserie Cantillon's Facebook page and they announced the date uh, a couple of months ago, which was September 29th. So that was announced as kind of a worldwide thing. This is the date, you know, save the date. Uh, And then notoriously it was known, obviously it's grand final day. So people knew this. However, if you're not in tune with all of that, and then you then then the event pops up that Carwin has posted, and I think Carwin posted in a hurry because they were needing to get this event up. They've yeah, obviously yeah. maybe omitted the date, right. and they've just mentioned the details. So uh, I feel like they probably have to kill had to kill many other publicans to get that Zwanzi date. I think um, look, I don't know the full details, but I think there was some late planning through Phoenix, mm. the Cantillons distribution company in Australia so I think um, I, I, I can't expose details but I think whatever's happened has resulted in it happening in a rush mm. um, and I think Carwin have kind of they, they were trying to rush through the last details of it, get it all sorted and obviously you know, they are the sole venue, originally it was meant to be two venues in Australia um, and then they were deemed the sole venue which means that they get twice the quantity probably yeah, yeah. two Zonzi kegs rather than one, um, which means that then they had to then dictate, you know, what are we going to do with this? It's grand final day, so they've put two sessions on, a uh, morning breakfast session and a lunch session. Um, so, yeah, mm. it's all pretty crazy, mm. I imagine, from their perspective. But, um, what, uh, well, moving on from beer throat, all right. The, the big one because um, uh, some, uh, something Paul said yesterday um, got me thinking about this um, where that we got to about h- halfway through the afternoon and Paul goes I'm really bad at checking in beers at the, these days do, yeah. do people really use un- is untapped the golden god that we uh, have always thought it was these days it's just yeah it is interesting my point it always used to be oh, getting beer like, I need to check in that's the first thing I need to do now it's kind of like, I will eventually check in the beers, but it's not, I don't kind of feel the need to do it. Now, I think once you stop doing it all the time, it's like... Do you feel like now that you have, you, you, you understand beers, styles, um, and everything, you, and, and it's more memorised, that you have less need to document it for your own benefit to check back? Is, is that part no, of it? Or? I, like, I like documenting yeah. it all, and not the last episode but be able to search through the history and yeah. stuff I mm. love that but it's just yeah, I don't know it's had novelties worn off because it's yeah. never really a novelty yeah. and been doing it for years yeah 
but it's just I think it's just a habit if you make it the thing you do whenever you get a beer then yeah. you get into that habit and then if you sort of stop doing it whenever you have a beer you just fall out of the habit yeah I found out I've fallen out of the habit hard like I think the last time I checked in views was last time I was on the podcast oh shit yeah. <laughs> me too I, I actually don't use it and um, a big part of that is that I've, I've got a buggy phone and I struggle to use my phone. There's some touch screen issues. Anyway, that's irrelevant. <laughs> However, because of that, um, Untap's one of the few things that I don't use my phone for, really. Mm. But I do find Untapped a super valuable resource if you're looking for the ratings of other beers. Like, if you're looking to buy a beer and you use it more as a reference point, you can get an understanding of... Obviously, what other people are rating it and how it's fresh it's. So, if, especially if it's an IPA, like, and people are rating it 4.5, you're like, okay, well, shit, it's fresh IPA was released last week. It must be tasting great right now. You know, everyone's rating it highly, um, and it also so shows you, obviously, you know, what beers people are drinking at what venues, which allows you to then go, oh, at that venue they must have cans of this or that on tap or. Da, 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 so it gives you context. Well, what I actually use it a lot for now is the um, the verified venues. You can follow them. Yes. And whenever and see they what's on update their untap, and then you can get a little notification. So there's yep. a handful of venues around Melbourne that I follow. So it's great, sort of. I don't need to see what beers have gone on. So I get the notification. It's like, ah, you know, I guess I'll go there you know, tomorrow or something because <laughs> yeah, I'm going to try that beer. Um, what about you, Jeff? Yeah, I think following from what Paul said, I mean, I think that, you know, initially the novelty was there and also we didn't mind having to spend like five minutes in order to find the right beer on Untapped and like verified vintage and all, all that crap you have to do. Um, and I think the verified venues have kind of, and so as time goes on, the novelty wears off. And so, you know, the that trade-off between the novelty and the effort required sort of jumps the shark and you um, and you don't do it anymore but I think as the verified venue and I think now Taps kind of started it right because they had mm. um, all you know the venues you signed up and their tap lists and so you could just go in there direct on tap integration amazing right so I was very happy to check in because of that mechanism and I think now that you do have verified venues that post their menus online allow you to look it up easily then again I'm more inclined if I just need to go into the menu hit the button and it checks it in for me then I've why, why wouldn't I do that? that that's, very, that's very straightforward. And I think, you know, having, having the ability to kind of like, you know, if my, if my friend's already at the bar and I'm going to the bar and they say, what do you want? And I can just look up the menu on the way and say, yes, get me this, please. I also find it very sort of context-driven. Like, if I'm hanging out with you guys, I don't mind not talking to you for like two or three minutes while I check in a beer. But if I'm <laughs> hanging out with someone who I haven't seen for eight, like when I'm in London, like I have people I catch up with here sort of periodically. And if, I if I'm catching up one-on-one with somebody I haven't seen for a while, I don't, yeah, I don't check into beers while I'm drinking that person because like, I actually have, you know, things I want to talk to them about unlike with you people. So, you know, I think that, that comes into it as well. <laughs> Story yeah. checks out. Um, I, look, I think, I think all of that hits on, the, hits on a similar thread. The only, uh, from my perspective, I tend to use untapped and I use now tapped, but both for most of the same reason is I want to know what's untapped at any one time. Um, because quite often I'll get a message like, "Hey, hey, we're getting drink- uh, uh, let's get drinks in the city," and I'm like, "Well, I want to go where there's something that's actually good to drink." And so then all of a sudden, you know, you find yourself at the office just checking what's on now tapped, what's on untapped, which is really reliable. And you know, it's a, it's often been the um, difference between me going there and like me going to a venue and just completely skipping out. Particularly if there's like one or two beers that you want to try and mm. you can look it up and it's like oh they've taken it off or or whatever it might be or, or the one beer that you wanted to try people are um, checking in and they're saying maybe negative things about it it has you know hasn't lived up to the hype and you think well all right well i'll just go elsewhere and that's that's the thing it's like um uh, i there was a time like earlier this year where i really wanted to have the co-conspirators wheelman goza and I knew that they still had things after Brewer's Feast, but it was only on a few places. And I was uh, I was going to send everyone to 55 in the city because I heard that's where it was on. But then I looked on NowTap and it's like, oh no, it's not on it, on anymore. But then I found it was on a Boilermaker. Yeah. And it's like, all right, that's not Switch working it. for me. Yeah. Perfect. I mean, it's it's kind of bad for um, 55, but I'm sure they had other people there. <laughs> so the last last thing I wanted to talk about in terms of. Um, in terms of apps and beer-based things, 
is something that Kyle discovered for us. <laughs> Um, so it was a night where that we were, uh, let's see, I, I had run into um, uh, Ben and I had run into um, and our friend Mario. Um, I'm sure he wouldn't mind us mentioning him. And he and we were all sitting at Beer Mash and uh, Kyle simply says, um, I, uh, um, uh, I think you yelled to um, someone at Beer Mash, how's, how's your brewery going? And we all sort of like, what the hell? Yeah, it was, I can't remember who suggested it to me at Mash. They were like, oh, it was Shane. Of course, it's Shane. Shane was like, oh, yeah, I've got this thing, and it's like this brewery game, and you start brewing, you brew beers. And I was like, oh, that sounds like a bit dumb. I clicked it up, and it's, it, it was a good time waster. But the mm. thing that I liked is, you know, you pick your beer styles, you, you, know, you can add in characteristics that make them sell for more, but it had a really solid can and bottle mm. design. Oh, so you could really so you could make customize, the, yeah, you yeah, could yeah, make yeah, the yeah. stuff that you know your fake brewery was selling look really cool. And actually, you had sponsorships through it, so um, like you could buy through like shit you earned through the uh, through the app. You could spend the money that you you'd earned in the app to buy things like skins from Beaver Town cans or stuff from Northern Monk. And, <laughs> Because they were clearly getting a, a source of revenue from that, so it had a had a hand in the brewery market as well. Right. Well, I never, I didn't get that far that far with it, but I do remember designing up my own cans and then smuggling them. I was like, I reckon mine are better than some some of the ones you could buy. You're like, I could do this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, you know, anyone can make beer cans. T- take that, pocket beagles. Take that. <laughs> um, uh, but I. I don't know, are there any other beer-based video games? Yeah, their website's terrible. I'm trying to find some info about it about Brewtown. It's just... Oh, maybe. I know it's working. It's finally loaded. Just right. to actually figure out more about it. The world's first craft beer simulator. Oh, I no idea. Probably. <laughs> That's what it says. 150 flavours, 9 beer types, 50 structures, 0 hangovers. <laughs> I don't mind playing video games after a few beers, but never I've never tried to find beer-related video games that also work in that context. I, I, I feel like the only other beer-related game that I can think of, um, although, Jeff, you may be able to add some more, is that... Remember that old game, Tapper? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where it was you are just a bartender having to serve loads of people? There's actually a, a VR version of that. I played at PAX a couple of years ago that was... So disorienting. <laughs> <laughs> I can believe that. Um, Jeff, can you think of any others? I can't really. I mean, yeah, I think that there's there was one that I remember that's called Falcon Beer Tender or something, which I think is pretty similar to what you described. Basically, you have patrons at the end of the bar and you just have to like sling beers down four different rows of the bar, and then obviously yes. more people appear. Blah 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 blah. So there was another one I think called Fizz or something like that. I think it was an Android game, which I think was probably a less sophisticated version of Brewery Town, I'm guessing. Like, it was sort of a pretty simple, you know, brewery kind of simulator. I think it it was like just the boring bits without the fun bits, perhaps. Um, uh, <laughs> but I, I, I didn't play it for very long. I mean, it was like, you know, there's like, what's the... I mean, not just to change it slightly or normal slightly, there's, um, I mean, like, game dev story, right? That's like, you know, you're managing um, mm. you know, your game development company. I think it was more about the inner workings of, of the business rather than the cool bits, which... Oh. Um, it's like football yeah. manager. <laughs> like I want a yeah. FIFA, not football manager. <laughs> that, one really cool thing I found, I found out about Game Dev Story, actually, uh, just to continue the normal, just for one more minute, um, As you was were. that I was watching I was watching a YouTube video, and apparently, if you pirate Game Dev Story, your game in Game Dev Story gets pirated, and you make no money. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is fantastic. Awesome. It's pretty cool. But, I, I, yeah, I'm pretty blown away by that. That's really cool. <laughs> Speaking of beer games, there was, of course, the thing that Bar SK had on a little while ago. Yes. Where there were all those yeah. themed games. Mm. There was, you know, getting the, the pipe filled up of the streams, and mm. then there was the uh, was there, there was Doom. But yeah, they modded, they modded Doom with like, beer whatever beer they had on tap. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 do, it does seem like there's a, I mean, uh, like thinking the other way, you know, um, because you know we had a whole episode of games, um, but um, uh, there was that time when um, um, Paul, we were at your house and playing Street Fighter um, on your Xbox. Oh, yeah. 
and um, he, did, I, he did defeat Seth, but it took a while. Yeah, and the main villain was Seth, but that only worked because we'd, we'd been drinking a hell of a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, is is there anything we've missed? Yeah, what what other just sources? talking about media in general? Like, there's the three Floyds. Alpha King comic oh, of that I showed you that Dark Horse makes, which is actually pretty good. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, the the recent announcement that because Brewdog didn't get a pilot, they're just starting a TV network. <laughs> I, uh, I I said it a few episodes ago, and I, I'll say it now. I don't know what to think about Brewdog anymore. Oh, come on, they're so punk. They're punk. <laughs> Private equity is punk. As I was going to say, I'm sure. I'm sure all of the um, private equity merchants um, are very, 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 very punk. Yeah, I, know, I mean the the model is genius, right? If you think mm, about what they fantastic. do. Is they basically is they basically say, you know, you invest, invest a certain amount of money, and you get like some sliver of the brewery. And anyone like you know with a financial mind would go, right, I'm paying this much money for this much earnings coming out of the business and you'd soon discover, you'd figure out that's not worth doing. But mm. they don't pitch it that way. They pitch it as like a membership to a club, right? Like, you know, if you pay this amount, you get to a free pint every time you go to a Brewdog pub. If you pay this amount, you get to come to our AGM, which is basically like, you know, a mini gabs. It's not really an AGM, but the financial results are kind of in the corner and no one looks at them. If you pay this amount, you get one free night at the Brewdog Hotel in wherever, where we have beer on tap and stuff. Oh, it's, 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 it's so smart. And they also, like, just on the lower end of the spectrum, like, you know, I think I know some Australian members who mm. pay who have paid for equity simply to get, like, 20% off the web store and then they can buy... Um, yeah. Not just Brewdog stuff, but then you know they sometimes, you know, stock stuff like Cloudwater and and some more interesting kind of you know uh, UK or European mm. cans and bottles, and that allows them sort of twenty percent off um, limited items and maybe access to some stuff on the store. So it's interesting what people are willing to pay for just to be sort of considered mm. like you know exclusive. It's an odd world. Um, although good luck to Brewdog and their TV channel. Um, and their new Brisbane-based Riverside Brewery. Oh, yeah, I saw those yeah. photos. Or, or were, they, were they digital creations? I don't know which. Probably, probably but yeah, that's like what's going to be... It'll yeah. be pretty accurate to what's, yeah. what's coming. It's like Brewdog VR. Yeah. <laughs> Brewtown VR, sorry. It doesn't, it doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, look, I think it's about time we went off and drank some beer. Sounds like a good idea. Um, uh, well, you know, my glass is empty. So, Jeff, we will we will um, leave you to do some stuff. Um, because Sounds good. It's obviously a bit too early to drink at this point. Um, actually, no, that's a terrible idea. Never too early. Never too early. Um, but we'll, we'll leave you to do some stuff, and we'll talk to you next week. In person. All right. See you, guys. Yeah. See you, Jeff. See, See you, later. Later, Jeff. And we'll be back with more beers soon. And we are back, and we're on to our first beer for the episode. And do you believe that same loud table from last week is still behind us? Look, I, look, I'm not buying it. There's, there's, there's some sort of weird shit going on here. Um, so we are back, and we're on to a beer that... Well, Leon, you brought this randomly, and I can see you, like, hugging Lion King style... The can. Holding the, the can, or it's a crowler, so it's like a one litre can. Which, um, so which is cool as fuck. I should just like give a shout out to my mate Cameron, aka at Baggers on Instagram, mm. and he recently went over to. Oh, ha- Cameron. You know, yeah, Cameron, you've yeah. probably met him. Um, he recently went over to Hawaii for like a family holiday, and and as, as any craft beer drinker does on a family holiday, they drag their family to. A brewery 45 minutes from, you know, the CBD or wherever you are. Makes sense. And, you know, and drink a lot of beer and then bring back an absurd haul and a suitcase full of beer. So he's done that. And one of the beers he's brought is this particular beer that we're drinking, which is from a brewery. Um, I'm not going to try to tell you where where out of, you know, Honolulu in Hawaii or wherever they're from because I can't pronounce the name. But 
Um, he's brought. Oh, hang on. I'll, I'll give it a go. It's from <laughs> Kanaho. Kani he Kani Ahu. Give that a crack. Kaneoho. Kaneoho. In Hawaii. And this is from. Um, apologies a to all of our friends in Hawaii. Yeah. This is yeah. from a brewery called Inu Island Ales. And these are. These guys are a particularly sort of hyped Hawaiian brewer that do similarly to your Trillium, Other Half, Treehouse, uh, Monkish type thing. They release, you know, canned IPAs once every week or two weeks or whatever, and they do a can release and they sell out, you know, almost before they've released them. They're that kind of, they're the hyped Hawaiian brewer. And this particular beer, this is a crowler of their Island Goes which is described as Hawaiian sea salt and lilikoi, lilikoi being passion fruit or obviously the Hawaiian terminology mm. for passion fruit, and pouring it into four glasses for all of us. It basically looks like thick, yellow, yes. muddy, um, you know, I, orange juice, basically. I've it's never like seen anything like it's it. It's like a yeah. smoothie. It's so thick and, and it wafted as soon as we poured it in, so... Um, so yes. it looks like on Untapped that they, yeah, they, they do, they do a whole bunch of really interesting, lots of their beers average over four on Untapped. Um, uh, although, uh, Kyle, I think you found a description of it. No, no I didn't. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to find a description. No, no, didn't you find a one-line description? Oh, Island yeah, and it said de de defining the island ale Defining no, found, the island ale style. Yeah, island goes a Which Hawaiian seems like salt. a default. And <laughs> coriander, which is an interesting ingredient to put in. Well, I, I thought coriander was kind of a core ingredient in goza generally, unless I'm mm. wrong. Is it? I believe it is. Yeah, really? it's pretty standard in... Yeah, it's, well, it's, uh, it's part of the... Traditionally. It's, it's not required for the style. I think it is. Really? I believe it's okay. re a required wow. addition. As, as vital as sea salt... There you go. Feel free to wow. Google that and yeah. correct me. Okay. That's, Look, I have no reason to doubt you. <laughs> I'd prefer just to be an old wives' tale, and it's like I, I, I don't want to look up to find out that it's incredibly, incredibly wrong. Yeah. Just like mm. that's how it works. Just like every lager contains rosemary. Of course. Every lager contains thyme. Ah. Um. But um, yes. <laughs> what are people saying, people? Uh, so Andrew. Uh, Shane O. Not Shano. Not Shano. <laughs> uh, it's a smooth and tropical, uber refreshing, mildly tart, like DFPF slash Miami Madness quality. Great work. Thank you, Jay. Wait, so is this the, is this the Island Punch Lilikoi or is this the Goes? It's the Island Punch, but this is the Goes, but this, it's the same thing. Because <laughs> they can't be separate beers. Well, it's just probably two entries that have been put in by yeah. different people that have unfortunately mm. re resulted in two entries, but it'll be the same beer without a doubt. It's an Inu Island so, Punch, yeah. Island Goes. Because there's, um, the it looks like, so it's hard, actually why it's hard to find on Untapped is, so it seems Island Punch is a, clearly a series of beers they do. Yes. So they all have different, so yeah, um, Island Punch Plum has come up when I typed in Island Punch CC. So, yeah. <laughs> so make of that what you will. So Lance L had this at the Tidal Creek. A crazy good and hazy goes, almost no bitterness. Thanks, Josh A. Uh, Four point two five. I, I like. I, I'm, I'm seeing a theme in yeah. that everyone's like bringing this to other people. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I feel because like we need I to think, win this with. Um, thanks, I think. I think uh, the thing Cameron. with this. I think the thing with this is, and like, you know, these guys are brewing beers that are kind of world class in Hawaii and a, a lot of the people that are wanting this beer aren't in Hawaii and it's becoming almost like a trade fodder in the US like people are trading cans of this for for the hyped brewer cans outside of it to you know to obviously try new things and they're doing sort of world class stuff and it's it is it's getting cool around it's that's kind of what it's what's going on in the USA um, with the um, I, I think what, one thing I know there's more reviews I just want to flag one thing that um, something that um, Kyle said earlier the looking at that can you realise how far we have to go in terms of um, cowers and um, yeah because um, that's like cool as fuck 
Yeah. It's really yeah. cool. The branding's amazing, and I, you know, it it does look aesthetically mm. pleasing, yeah, for yeah. lack of a better way to put it. It's, it's, it's you'll see a photo probably with these guys mm, on the mm. Brunswick Beer Collective. I'll post one on Beer Thread, um, and it's just the branding's really attractive and. It's simple, but it's simple mm. beauty, you know? It's not, yeah. So a lot of... So the back, that is what you'd probably get in Australia. Yeah. A, yes. ca- a plain can with just that sticker. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. With just something like Helvetica or Avenir. Like, this it, looks like something that you would see on a shelf. Yeah. For sure. Buy. For sure. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I digressed. Or oh, sorry, um, I'm normal. You're normal, you. yes. Uh, Raylan B at the brewery. Owie! So nice. And then, like, rock on... Fingers, five stars. Wow, okay. Well, he's partying like he's in Hawaii. Mm. Chad Y had this at uh, Kailua Road. Das Good, (laughs) 4.5. I like how it's spelled good. Good? Good. Good. Das Good. That's good. It's like phonetic phonetic spelling to the extreme. Here's one for Jeff. Uh, Robert, location um, not said. Wait, 4.25. Oh, I thought you were going to say, <laughs> I did see another one of these before that was like, all about them late chicken, check-ins, fire, 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 fire. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, give me one more. So interesting, it looks like there is a bar in Japan that is saying this. Would guy, Leo R, at a place called Crate Cafe, somewhere in Japan, has given it only 3.5, but he definitely has a photo of himself having that beer in that can, so I'm guessing someone's... Mewed it mm. yeah. to the bar. Yeah. Here you go. See, as Ty put it, it's fucking good. <laughs> Five. <laughs> Kendra P. Delightfully tangy, not overpowered by it. And then she's attempted to figure out how to spell Brettanomyces, <laughs> and has failed like most of us would. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, 3.75. All right. What do we think about this bit? Well, it's um, intense. It's like. <laughs> It's like passion fruit. It's like nectar. pure passion fruit. Yeah. It's like yeah. I don't like you know style and everything yeah. else aside. I don't think I've ever had a beer that tastes more like actual passion fruit. Mm. Like I just had a sip just then and I stopped to think about the passion fruit and it it it's absurd to say this, but it tastes more like fresh passion fruit than eating passion passion fruits. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like and yeah. it's almost yeah. like a chef like. Absurd sort of thing where they, if, if you eat a dessert that tastes mm. like passion fruit, and you're like, this is better than eating passion fruit. And to achieve that in a beer, like, I mean, regardless of what we think of all the qualities of the beer, that's like a crazy achievement. Yeah, it's. And, and also, we followed a barrel aged, you know, American wild ale that was a lot more intense and a lot more acidic, yeah, and a lot yeah, more sour. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, we're drinking yeah, a goza. Yeah, you, and mean in, you mean in the last episode? Oh, oh yeah, actually, yes, correct. Yes, we drank one of those <laughs> last, 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 week. Week. last week. We followed it. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Kyle, what do you think? Yeah, I love it. It's super intense with the fruit. It's still got a nice tartness because you could have that fruit just over on the entire beer and <laughs> just be fruit juice. Mm. But it, that doesn't happen. And so I'd, I'll give this a 4.25. Sweet. Paul? Um, just write my comment in there. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Four point two five. Um, just basically everything that Carl said. As far as it, it's yeah, it's well balanced. The passion fruit is intense. It's you know, I was I was tossing up between four point two five and four point five. I guess it's funny. Like I'm looking at the haziness and now I'm thinking like New England IPAs. I know it's not New England IPA. <laughs> but then I'm thinking about all the great New England IPAs I've had, which is completely not something to judge it against. But um. It is. It's. 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 Yeah. It's. It's. It's a four point two five, but it could have very easily been a four point five. The way they've yeah. managed to get that intensity of fruit without, um, yeah, without having to overpower everything is pretty impressive. Yeah. The trouble with un- untapped ratings as a as a scheme is you're rating it against the beers that you consider to be like, say, for instance, a five or a four point five, and you know. The, how good those beers are based on your enjoyment of the styles mm. and for me you know a goza I don't I've never had a goza that's probably even been a four you know what I mean like it's not my favourite style yeah um, and um, this particular beer for me like I'll, I'll, I'll roll with 4.25 so but I've never had a goza 
even as closely as good as this beer. I mean, this which, is like nails it. Which is kind of kind of cool. I mean, I'm giving, going for a I'm going for a four point two five. I agree with everyone on that front. It's just sort of like Jesus. It's just pure passion fruit, mm. and it's just if we had this in Australia, if someone could do it this well in Australia, then I reckon we'd fl- all flock there for it. Yes. Like, and if you could do this with different fruits, imagine if. We have, we have passion fruit yeah. and we have breweries. And, but if, if, yeah, correct. And, and if you could do this with different fruits, oh, like mango. this makes me think like, oh, if I could get my hands on more fruit mm. variations of this beer How and they were the doing mango it this good. Taste? Oh, exactly. I mean, Hop Nation do a pretty good yeah. punch. I think like their punch is, actually leans this way in, in its own way because it's thick and it's punchy and it's mangoey. Um, but I think we need to push harder at... Like embodying that fruit like that these guys do. Hold that thought on Hop Nation because we'll be right back with uh, the new Hop Nation. Did you Sorry? Did you rate it? Yes, I get a 4.25. Thanks for listening, Paul. Not tuned out. Um, (laughs) We'll be right back with the next bit. And we are... We're on our last beer. And our last beer is, as Leon suggested, is from Hop Nation. Um, our old friends at Hop Nation, and they have made... Leon, what is this? The Dawn, their double New England IPA. So it's almost the... They did release their... We all know their Jedi Juice, their classic New England IPA, which was their Gab's beer, what, a couple of years ago? Um, Then they recently... copyright infringement, yes. They (laughs) recently did... Jedi Jane. Jedi Jane, which was their... Was it a BrewDog collaboration? Yes. Double? Um, This is like their own version called the dawn it's got a chicken on the can um and it's nine percent does anyone know why it has a well it's called the dawn it's a rooster yeah, the rooster crows it. oh sorry rooster oh. not a chicken here we are all right well the, the rooster's only you know the oh, other right. gender of the chicken you know. yeah i know oh technically they're both chickens kind of like how the kind of like a, a male duck is actually called a Drake, exactly. which, yeah. which no one seems to consider. No, people not. just like Donald Duck. I mean, yeah. even Disney didn't consider this. No, he'd be Donald Drake, which exactly. is exactly, yeah. which is great. Uh, Donald Drake. It's yeah. I, I feel like they're missing a beat there. Um, I agree. I, yeah. I'm embarrassed for them. Well, the rapper yeah. Drake was named after a duck. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows that. Look, it's it's the thing good. I love about this beer is that there are two untapped listings for this. And the one that Hop Nation did is the one that people aren't using. <laughs> oh, yeah, also for context, because we haven't mentioned this, obviously, you know, they've just released this, but it was actually only released on Friday and we're mm. recording this on Sunday. So, we're, we're, Which you'll hear um, a on, week after this. Yes. Yeah, so look. Well, two weeks look, after this. This is episode okay. five. Good point. We're going to hear this later, this and, and this might fresh. be in... By yeah. the time you hear this, it might be in bottle shops, but just for context, we're drinking this as a three-day-old beer mm-hmm. that is has not been drink by, drunk by many people. The, the, uh, the, the ones that have drunk it are probably at the brewery or have taken home a four-pack and mm. they've drunk it. A lot of them maybe haven't checked it in. So this it's, is we are this drinking is fresh it as fuck. blindly fresh, and um, the context you'll get from this is how they probably anticipated the beer to be. So mm. also, interestingly, so it says, yeah, the Dawn was the first beer we ever brewed at our Footscray Brewery. Well, there you As go. a double IPA, it was. And it's now reborn. Oh, no. so, so this is, this is different. Yeah, so, so. Because no. you have checked in. I have, I have checked Dawn, it in. I'm like, I've checked it in. That's in a compl- 2016. That's <laughs> a completely different beer, yeah. That was when it was just a, well, it was, yeah, American IPA. I gave so it, it wasn't 5. a double New England and now they've maybe refined It was just the, a double IPA. Yeah. yeah. I gave I gave the original three point five. So here we go. So the, the description for the original dawn was it's a new dawn, a new day, and we're feeling bloody good. Our first recipe recipe developed on our own gear at our new brewery and taproom in Footscray, Melbourne. <laughs> Footscray <laughs> Mel's, cool. a seriously hopped up East Coast IPA. Kegs only for now and the first look at our new digs at the brewery. Come and get it. And now look at how it. how how times have changed. Well, now that, of course, the like the back of the new one is the Dawn was the first beer. Yep, yep, yep. Um, um, a double IPA. Uh, the Dawn of a new day. The Sneeper is hazy, juicy, and packed full of flavour. Makes sense. True. Um, and yes, I just realised, Leon, that I have a, a, a can. I, I was looking at your can. I have a can right in front of me. Um, has anyone checked this in yet? 
Michael Helm has. 15 people. He gave it 4.5. God damn it, Helm. He's everywhere. How were you always one step ahead of us? Uh, Jason B had this at Up Nation. Surprise, surprise. Uh, Well, my favourite Nipah. Five. Whoa. Wow. I can tell you that. It's it's not a five-star Nipah. I think, like, I think one thing we've got to understand which, and appreciate is that a lot of the time, like, the Hop Nation fan base, um, they are residents, they're the West Side residents, mm. and they're, they're, they're Hop Nation fanboys and girls, and they're all about, you know, supporting local and drinking fresh, and I think that's what you should be. Um, but those five-star re- reviews are potentially narrow-minded in terms mm. of, like, the context of, you know outer-worldly yeah. beer, like the things that they haven't had, they don't know. And I think the New England IPA, when people say it's my favourite New England IPA, they might have had, prior to this, their favourite one might have been Jedi Juice, yeah, and then yeah. now this is their new favourite, etc. That that is, a, that is a very balanced angle to take, yes. Yeah. I completely agree. Yeah. yeah well, it's also a thing of, yeah, you have a lot of people who are like, oh, you know, I love New England IPAs. They've had Jedi Juice, Juicy, Squid... It's all, everything they've had has been... Local uh, and... Yeah, local and Australian. And then it's when you So they've never really had an EPA before. It's it's when you try (laughs) stuff from overseas that you realise, like, we're we're doing all right, but they've been doing that for years before us, and they've got this... I want to bring Leon's meme out from, like, two days ago. (laughs) (laughs) So can you you describe the meme in in, in vocal form? How do you vocalise a meme? There's a new sort of meme that's come out recently, which is a a little girl holding a cat, and she's drawing an outline around the cat, and then she presents forth the drawing of a cat, which is the outline of a cat with a filled-in nose and an ear. And the meme itself was basically that picture and a reference to the Australian take on the New England IPA and the Australian... New England IPA being the drawing of the cat. And now, it's nothing against anyone or anything, but there is definitely um, an adopted process that we've sort of, like, we, we are now releasing in the wild a lot of New England IPAs, which are our versions of that beer, which are very different to the kind of definitive style, which is happening over there. And, and, ha- and over there, it's very competitive. And yes, they're fussy over there. And... The beers that are still, or, or sorry, I should say generally, the breweries that are still hyped over there doing those sorts of hazy beers, uh, you know, they had to really cut through the hundreds, maybe if not thousands of breweries that have, haven't have survived that particular yeah. the, game the, of style. The, the raw competition required game to of get styles. to that point. Game of style. A bit like Over in the States, you've got cam releases every weekend and you know the guys that do it well they will get 200 people lines and they'll yeah. sell out all their stock mm. in you know two hours it's like John Snow was the uh, Australian <laughs> brewer <laughs> and he great was the uh, American brewer <laughs> I've written yeah. you when I'm here you also, know nothing John Snow <laughs> also like I think it was um, I think it, it, it was um, the brewery the the uh, Vale recently, yeah. they actually they had brewed an entire batch of one of their beers for can release, and they tasted it prior, and it wasn't it wasn't like oxidized and bad per se, but it wasn't up to scratch, so they just threw it all out yeah. because the, the breweries over there are so like you know the quality is so high that if it's not up to scratch, they will just put it in the bin. They won't like. They won't just sell it anyway, and I think that's yeah. Over here, they'll yeah. sell it, and then I'll mm. sell it and kind of act Face like and people, oh, people, no. people complain yeah. on social media, and they'll be like, "Oh, why are you complaining? They're they're a local brewery." It's like, but they've not even released a subpar product. <laughs> but like, at the end yeah. of the day, it catches up with them, and, <laughs> yeah. and there's been a few dud releases, and yeah. it is what it is. We we all talk about it. it ha- we, you know, it happens once, okay, yeah. but some yeah. um, breweries, breweries have been releasing they'll, they'll multiple shitty <laughs> beers. The um, the person who's in charge of New Belgium's brewing was out here recently and she did an AG, like a talk to the Australian brewing industry and she was like, you guys need to take into account, like in your finances, that you will need to tip beer because you need to be consistent. 
And well, if you don't factor that into your finances and you be like, we have to release this or we whenever you operate in retail, I mean, you've got a line for shrinkage. You budget that X percent is going to be well when it gets to, cold. Yeah, I mean in retail, it's you know generally you know, or if theft, you're in the ocean. theft or well, stuff. Yeah, especially when you're in the <laughs> but you know you know a bit of theft, a bit of stuff getting lost, yeah, and you, you try to minimise shrinkage, but you budget for it. Mm. And but, um, but for, I suppose breweries run on a shoestring. At, at least these smaller ones do. So losing something means losing a well, whole lot of money. They're they not business have. people. Well, yeah, but you have to be because it's a bit. It's a business. But Look, in, in the beer industry, in my opinion, um, especially now, if you drop the ball, it loses faith in mm. customers. And losing faith in customers when it's getting, like, it's not only is it competitive now, but it's getting fiercely way more competitive because yeah, yeah. more people with money are going, oh, I want in on this. Like, it's becoming more like the and wine industry. And, money yeah, and correct. And, and, and as soon as you're competing with more and more of those people, then if you drop the ball, it's like, you know, that, that could be a huge detriment, a huge dent in your business in future. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, um, I, 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 part of me wants to leave on the empathy hat and sort of say, yeah, um, look, that everyone makes mistakes, but you can't afford to these days. I completely agree. Mm. Yep. But bring it back. So, bring being, it back being, to... being bought out by private equity firms <laughs> that are run by a whole bunch of ex, ex um, management consult, mm. consultants is probably a, it's not a terrible... Not a bad thing from a business point of view. Okay, before before the rooster calls, I think mm. we should come back to... The, the actual... Dawn. The dawn. Uh, all right. This um, is the Brunswick Finance Collective. <laughs> Brunswick <laughs> Business Collective. Yeah. All right, give me one more um, comment, and then we'll, we'll um, tell it, work out what we think. Yeah, uh, seller D. Doesn't say where he had it. Uh, tropical fruits on a smooth cereal malt base. Big grapefruit bitterness with grassy hops and pine. Dangerously drinkable. Four and a half. So bad. All right. Uh, what do we think about this beer? So after everything we've said, this is this this is probably one of the not probably this is one of the better yeah. Australian IPAs. I actually really like that. It's. Again, still torn behind that whole. What am I rating this against? Is it? Yeah. Mm. Are you going American or are you going locally? Yeah, like, that's my that's my problem. So right I'm like, now. I mean, I have another sip and yeah. Like it's. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a four. Like I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a four. It's whoa. Actually, it's real. Look, I mean, that's about many you know four and a half. 4.75 five neefers. but um, it's that's it's it's actually it's really good. I mean, it's kind of the reverse of the other beers. I'm giving it a four, but you know, it could possibly be a 3.75. But it's you know it's juicy. It doesn't it doesn't have that bitterness that a lot of the Australian IPAs seem to have. So they they've figured that out, which is a big step yeah. forward. So to me, this is um. If, if things are heading in this direction, then um, we've got a lot to be happy about. So, for what it for what it signifies to me, it, it gets a four about um, the direction Australian neepers are heading. Uh, for me, tasty and really drinkable at nine percent. Um, better than probably eighty percent of the Australian variations of New England IPAs, um, especially for a double. It hides the booze well. But like if I if I was to rate it against the Australian ones. If the best is five, I'd say it was a four and a half. But if I'm rating this against world-class stuff, it's more like a 3.75. Okay, I see that argument. Carl? I'm on the same page as you, Leon. Like, if it's based on the Australian market, four and a half. But against some stuff, and like last night I was having some crazy stuff from overseas. but I'd give, I'm going to give it a four as a median between the two. Yeah. I, I love it. It's it's tasty, it's, isn't it? It's tasty. And as the last review I read, it's dangerously drinkable. Like if someone just gave me this to me, I'd be like, oh yeah, it's like six or seven percent. Yeah. And not even realise that you know, a single can is probably like three, or three, three and a half standard drinks. Um, two point seven. Two point seven. 
Um, uh, no, I'm glad you guys all hit on the alcohol level because to me, this is the sort of thing where it hides the booze so well that you sort of sip it. And yeah, even if they, even if they um, like round it up, maybe it's like you know 8.8 and it's round up to nine. I still wouldn't guess it was 8.8. Uh, it's just... It's like a 6 for yeah. me, like, booze-wise. Yeah. Exactly. Drew's like a 6. We have not said that for years. No. For a few seasons. It, which who, is like... Who came up with that? No idea. Drinks like a 6, yeah. Um, but <laughs> it drinks like a 6. It's a beautiful beer. It's really well done. The um, nose on it actually smells a lot like... Um, like drinking other from other half as well like if you just get a nose full of it it's very reminiscent of the the, the hops that you and the the fragrance you get from that that New York style you know New England stuff that's obviously not from New England but it's something but, about it you know, you know everyone's imitating so mm, yeah um, some hip hop playing, exposed brick, people with beards. I mean, you could be in Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> Close your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm going for a four for this. I reckon I, I'm willing to round up for a four to meet you guys there. We don't I'm have feeling to. No. I'm, no, but I'm feeling it now. I think like I was. I'm, I was. I'm, yeah, I'm less in tune yeah, with. Pressure. But I'm less in tune with Untapped. I don't really use it anymore. Um, and we've just had. What's well, that rule? It's whatever your. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm feeling. Whatever's a four. in your heart. I, I, I am feeling it for it's fear. I've changed my tune. <laughs> I, agree with, I agree with you guys, and we've been all we've been good all night with our reviews. I think let's um, go I for. I agree. So that was a four from all of us, and this has been so we basically s- spent ten minutes bagging out Australian New England neighbors, and then yeah. they've set this up one of our favourite Australian neighbors because the world is a contradiction, and yeah. we're all part of it. Um, we'll, we should finish up there. Because this has been a super long episode, or at least longer than I intended. And I've still got some beer from last week's episode in front of me. <laughs> um, uh, w- w- welcome to our complicated <laughs> recording schedule. Uh, we have been the Brunswick Beer Collective. Uh, we have been Jeffrey Chi over in the UK. We've been Paul Christoph. Good night. It is definitely night now. We've been Carl Campbell. Until next time. We've been Leon Perkin. Farewell. And I've been Chris Shorten, and we will talk to you all next week. Okay.